Today's opening quote is, do not stand on your fears, move on your will. Mikel Amin, today's guest. Hello, good evening, good night. Welcome one all to another episode of the Hot Foot Roams podcast. You could be anywhere else, but you decided to share your ears with me. Thank you so much. Um, thanks to everyone that's actually been listening, by the way. I am, I was going to say I'm overblown, but that's not quite, that's not the word. Overwhelmed. And yeah, I was trying to remember what I would do with the word blown, but you know, truly I'm thinking about something else right about now. Um, oh yeah, I must remember to talk about another, something else with you guys. But yeah, um, shit, let me write that down because I'll forget blown. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening and sharing. Um, the listening numbers are like, wow, I don't even know this many people. So that's a really good thing. So it's not just my brethren that are listening. It's random strangers. Thank you very much for listening and sharing and subscribing and all the other good stuff that you've been doing. I really, really appreciate that. Put, put a post up on Instagram last week. Because if you follow me on Instagram, you'll notice I don't post, post that often. So the last post I posted, I um, I posted a post from a friend of mine called at So The Guy. And he just kind of shared the podcast on Facebook and put a really, really nice um, narrative and nice comment. And I shared it on my Instagram because I was so touched by it. I was like, oh, wow, that's so cool. He's like, yeah, man, I've been binging on the podcast. I listened to all the episodes back to back. I'm like, oh, my God, really? So thank you very much to everyone that's actually been listening and giving me some really constructive feedback. And yeah, I'm just super duper grateful. I can't say it enough. So I'm going to keep saying it every episode. Thank you so much. So, what's been happening? My week's been a bit dry, you know. I really don't have anything to talk about, which is a bit of a bummer. Nah, I don't. That's a bit lame. But um, I will actually give a random big up to somebody. I literally just pressed follow on Instagram. They were following me. And when I say literally, I mean literally before I clicked record on this. Um, she is Ale's Ale. Alejandra, no, Alessandra, Alessandra Silva, she's Brazilian, um, she is world citizen, with a Z, underscore A-L-E, world citizen, underscore A-L-E, on Instagram, and um, she just followed me, so I followed her back, but as I opened up her Insta, she had a wicked quote that I'm going to repost on my Instagram shortly, her quote was, Travel is not reward for working, it's education for living, by Anthony Bourdain. Woo-woo, I like that. And the other thing that drew me to that is I recently finished Anthony Bourdain's book, um, Kitchen Confidential. It's a couple years old now, but I just found it recently. So I finished listening to that on audio. And um, I say audio, not audible. Because I say audio as in I found it on YouTube and I listen to a hell of a lot of audio books on YouTube because, um, as I mentioned last week, that I truly maximise 
freeness in all its guise. So yeah, Anthony Bourdain's book Kitchen Confidential is pretty hilarious. It's you know obviously he's a, a chef that's kind of his main that's his thing. So the book really talks about his career as a chef, but it also talks a lot about traveling and how he basically traveled pretty much around the world working. So that was before, and the book was done um, a little while before his kind of big TV work. So the book's a few years old now, but um, it talks a lot about him as a traveling chef kind of getting into the business and working in different parts of the world and working with different people from different parts of the world. It's a really good book, really, really good. But that man fucking lived. That man lived. And he lived with people who really went, they they went over the edge a long time ago. So it's a really good book, Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain. It's his, it's his like biography, um, really good book. And the audio is read by him as well. So yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Um, so yeah, this week's episode, I'm in conversation with um, Mikel Amin. I'm going to get into a little intro about him in a second. But the episode, so what, the, what kind of drew me to um, interviewing him in the first place was he runs, or he's kind of co-founder of an organisation called... Um, world changer and under that umbrella they have I guess um, like an event brand called Village Link Up which is about reintroducing Africa to Africans in the diaspora and the diaspora so they run like an annual I think it might be annual, twice annually, a getaway event to, to different parts of Africa they were in South Africa last year and this year they're going to Kenya. So, and like if you've never been to Africa before, any part of Africa, you can just sign up. Your cost includes your accommodation, etc., etc. So I'll talk more about that in the interview, which will be coming up in a minute. And um, yeah, so this is going to be quite a long intro, but you're here for the episode, so you know this. Anyway, there's two things that I really kind of wanted to touch on regarding the the episode regarding yeah yeah two things I want to touch on in, rela- in relation to the episode so one was a while ago now and actually they t- both kind of married with one another so a while ago a friend of mine was telling me about a conversation she had had with one of her male friends and he's from Barbados and then coincidentally though I don't believe in coincidence let's say ironically Fast forward now, I have a conversation with um, somebody I met from Grenada. And they almost said pretty much the same thing. So we were talking, um, I was saying to my friend in Grenada, oh, um, he was asking me where I was planning to go, you know, where my next stops was going to be. And I said, you know, I've been invited to, invited to Nigeria for Christmas. That actually didn't happen. But at the time, um, I'm saying I've been invited to Nigeria with my friend. I've really been wanting to go to Africa. I'm really, you know, excited to be going with someone else because um, I wasn't 100% comfortable going on my own, oddly enough, even though I've been so many other places by myself. So his response was, oh, you better be careful. 
So I'm like, all right, cool, because I've heard that several times already. So I didn't didn't think anything of that. But then he goes into, oh, you know, you better be careful. This is what he said to me. And I feel, I shouldn't feel embarrassed to say this because it's not my words, it's not my thinking. But I was really, I don't know how to say, I, I, the, random acts of violence came to mind, one. Then two, I just felt sorry for the brother. And then three, I was just pissed off that you could be that fucking ignorant at the age that you are. As the black man that you are, first and foremost. So this black man says to me, another black woman, right? Oh, you better be careful, you know, they might, you know, kidnap you, put you in pot and eat you. This is what he said. This is what he said to me. Now, I can't remember what my response was, um, to be honest. Um, he's still living, so so random acts of violence didn't didn't occur on that occasion. So anyway, just go go going back now. As I said, my a friend of mine, we were talking and she was telling me about a conversation that she was having with a friend of hers from Barbados, a male. And they got into a conversation. I I I can't quite remember what the full length of the conversation, but it obviously entailed talking about Africa and 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 referring to herself and with all reflections of herself as a black woman as an African living in a diaspora. And she related that to the individual she was talking to. And he lost his mind. It was like, how dare you call me African? I ain't African. What are you talking about? I'm from Barbados. And she's like, yeah, but dude, you know who you are, right? So, you know, I don't understand why you're getting upset. And he's like, yeah, but that's not who I am. She's like, what the fuck? Is this man for real? Is I Wait. No, no, he's not actually saying that he's not. Okay, that. So anyway, she got into a whole breakdown with him, you know, breaking down how black people actually were in the Caribbean in the first place. So really kind of taking it back to basics. Now he's a man of a certain age. So her expectation was, rightly or wrongly, no, I say rightly, man. Her expectation was rightly that you should know yourself. But the truth is some people don't know themselves. And that's not even just just on a cultural, historical level. But some people don't even know their own self, their own spirit, their own reflection. They have no concept of, you know, who they are. They're forever trying to copy somebody else or mirror somebody else or, you know, um, morph into someone else. Some people just don't know themselves. And, And that I find that more, I find that sad. How do you not know who you are? And I don't mean to say that that you you have it all sussed out. Because I think sometimes people get that a bit mis- misconstrued. Like you can know yourself and really not know what your next move is. My hand is in the air because that's the truth. You can know yourself and just not know what your next move is. And I think that's perfectly fine. But sometimes you just don't fucking know today. You might know by tomorrow. But today you just don't know. You just don't know, right? And then some people might have the, you know, the the plan of action all mapped out until, you know, the 31st of whenever and truly look in the mirror and and there's several faces looking back at them, to, 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 to them. So, I don't know, maybe I digress. Got things on my mind, so, yeah. But anyway, um, that's what drew me to the episode and kind of interviewing Mikhail 
of really just sort of picking his brain as to kind of what the what the motivation was for really kind of going out of his way to bring Africa to Africans in the diaspora. I'm, I don't mean that he was necessarily really going out of his way in 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 a sense that man had other things on it his plate and decided to drop it and go right I need to get my black people back to Africa not you know I don't I don't mean it in that way it was more kind of delving into his passions yeah and to what I guess what he acknowledges as his calling so yeah it was really that I think I've blabbed on quite a bit for this intro haven't I yeah anyway that was the reasoning for today's interview so yeah, I haven't got no joke of the week. That's really driving me, isn't it? I've got no joke of the week. The week's gone quick though. I've got to say, the week's gone quick. Um, yeah, just the week's gone quick. That's nuts. I just wanted to send um, condolences to a friend of mine. I don't know, you know, I don't expect him to be listening, but I wanted to send the condolences because we only spoke a few days ago. Um, a friend of mine, um, his name's Connie. That's actually his, like, Connie. That's what people call him. So, yeah, um, this condolences. His father passed away at the end of last year, but I I only found out a couple of days ago. So I just wanted to express my condolences. Um, he's actually one of those people that I've really got a lot of love and admiration for, that he left the UK went to work in Canada, just literally went on a whim, got a job, a fantastic job, actually, and built a whole life for himself. Went as a single man, just sort of dating, got married, had kids, bought a home, you know, built a really nice life for himself. And then we reconnected whilst I was travelling. Um, he was living in Canada for a while. So I was like, oh, I might go to Canada. But if I'm going to go to Canada, I've got to touch base with Connie. So... Um, yeah, when I touched base with him, base with him and randomly just messaged him on Facebook. And if anybody follows me on Facebook, you know, I barely use Facebook. Every time I go into Facebook, I don't even know how to use it. I'm like, oh shit, what's, yeah. So anyway, I just randomly sent him a message on Facebook and he phoned me straight away. And we just got chatting for hours and hours and hours. And he's updating me and everything that's going on in his life. And that him and his family have now relocated to Abu Dhabi, you know, building another another life for themselves. Excuse me. And his kids are young, so, you know, they're going to be getting going into school in Abu Dhabi. So I'm like, oh, I'm so proud of you, man. That's fantastic. I'm so inspired. That's, that's, that's really good. That's a good look. So he was coming out here. Um towards the end of last year and we kind of talked about meeting up and then time flew and yeah it never happened and I thought oh shit I must touch base with him because I hadn't spoken to him so we spoke and and um unfortunately he wasn't here for happy reasons and uh, his father passed away so just my condolences I just wanted to um put that out there so yeah Oh yeah, as I mentioned, I um blown. Okay, so I decided that I'm gonna do an episode about holiday romance and like 
travel sex, sex on your travels, right? I haven't got no guest, so it's just going to be me talking. Okay, but I thought I'd kind of just mention it. I mentioned it on Instagram. I've got a couple, um, you know, a couple swipes. I don't know what you called it. A couple of votes about hosting that episode. So um, that's going to be kind of around Valentine's Day. Shit, that's coming up quick, isn't it? Bloody hell. Valentine's Day is in 10 days. Flipping heck. Anyway, um, I'll be busy doing the same thing that I did last year. So, you know, um, which is not a lot. But you know what I mean. Like, I'm just going to be so busy. So, uh, <laughs> the Valentine's episode will come out probably just after Valentine's Day. So, let me know kind of what you want to know. Don't ask me about how much man I smashed whilst I was travelling. Because you'll be disappointed when I tell you the numbers. Um, yeah, don't ask me that. And people ask me that. That's so weird. Like, and, and a funny, this is the weird thing, right? Particularly men. Women ask me if I met somebody that I was with, with, you know, did you meet me? Because like all my friends really just want to see me get married and have some kids. Like, listen, you've been rowing that single boat for far too long, woman, all right? We're out here praying for you, pouring libation in the works. What's going on? Find a man. That's pretty much how my friends are towards me. Now my male friends, whilst I was travelling, they're like, boy, Sharon, you must be getting it in. Really? Did I ever come off that vibe that I was like, ho of all hoes? In my inside, there's a part of me that really is the ho of all hoes. But the bigger part of me is like, oh, Sharon, you know, energetically, that's just not, that's just not, that's not becoming of you. But the other part of me is like, oh my God. Magic bow wow. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. It. Yeah, that's the other part of me. Just like, do it. Do it to my neck, my back, lick my, uh, and my. Yeah, that's definitely a big part of me. So, yeah, I want to do an episode about holiday romance and travel sex and stuff like that, but yeah, just be me talking, so post me some stuff you want to know about, like questions or whatever, post me, send me a post or DM on Instagram or Twitter or send me an email, yeah, so yeah, do that, that's going to be coming up, Uh, and there was something else I wanted to say, oh yes, something quite fancy has popped up, so I use this app called Anchor, as you know, to record the podcast, and it's now popped up that I can add in sponsored adverts into each episode, I'm like, oh, that's a random pop-up, because I saw it on the Anchor newsletter thing a few months ago, like last year, maybe around November time, and I was like, oh, well, that's a bummer. It's not available in the UK, so we send it to me for. But it is now available on UK podcasts. I don't know how they know that I'm not in the UK, that I'm in the UK. I don't know. Anyway, I don't recall giving anybody my address. But so it's now available. So I have put a sponsored advert in here, right? Which you've probably might have listened to already, I'm not sure. Now, the reason I'm, I'm mentioning the fact that there might be an advert in it is because I've pressed the button that says 
insert the advert. Then I saved it and I went back. And I was like, oh, what's that doing there? Let me try and move it. And then I tried to move it and then press the button again. So you may have heard the advert twice back to back or in other places. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just giving you a heads up that there may be an advert or two somewhere. It may not quite make sense on this occasion, but I will endeavour to get it right on another occasion. Okay, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Mikel. How you doing? What's good, man? Can you hear me good? You're a little bit distant, you know. You're a little bit faint. Hold on, let me turn you up. I want to get to me. Hello. I've got. Can you hear You've me properly now? Speaker. No, I'm on. I'm on headphones. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll just it, go through it. You sound a little bit faint. Yeah, I want. I want to be clear, though. Hold on. Hold on. Is it better now? That's perfect. Oh, oh, cool. That's perfect. I don't know what you did, but it's perfect. Yeah, I just turned up the headphones, but yeah. Okay, oh, fantastic. Cool. Oh, oh, I'm nervous. So, yeah. You're nervous, right? I'm well nervous. I get nervous every time I interview anybody anyway. Oh, and okay. I didn't expect you to say yes so soon. I thought, oh. You didn't expect me to say yes? No. It just sounds well, I'll just put it out there in the universe that I want to interview this person, and oh, I'll, I'll just I will await the response. Mm-hmm. And then you replied, "I'm like, oh shit, okay, <laughs> well, I and I want it, so yeah, I'm I'm ready." Yeah, sometimes it's not a long thing, you know. Sometimes it's just like, yeah, let's go. Fantastic. So, um. I'm just going to do my little preamble introduction. So today I'm in conversation with Mikela Amin, artist. Did I pronounce your name correct? Mikela Amin. Mikela Amin, yeah, you did. Yes. Artist, producer, speaker, coach, Monday to Sunday motivator. But mm-hmm. today I want to talk to him as um, founder or co-founder, would that be correct? Uh-huh. Founder, yeah. Of? Founder of World Changer. Yes. Like. Yes. Um, lifestyle brand mindset movement mm-hmm. well-being through entertainment and tourism experiences but the tourism travel aspect is really what I, I want our conversation to focus on as this is a travel okay. podcast awesome so um, actually I'm going to ask you a random question what made you say yes um, because what made me say yes um i can through your message i felt your intentions and it's in line with mine so it's very simple for me do you get what i'm saying that's how i move like it's energy like i read what you i read what you wrote and then i was like yeah fantastic that's cool (laughs) cool so i know you're a busy man so you're probably not gonna remember but i'm gonna tell my listeners anyway i actually i video bombed Mikhail, I mean, at, at last at carnival. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you said video bombs, I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, I know this girl. That's cool. That's funny. <laughs> I do so, remember. Fantastic. And I didn't, I didn't connect the dots 
that um, you was um, your you are well changed. I didn't know that that was you because I had seen the event pop up. I just at that time I'm in the carnival juve vibes. I'm not really thinking. I'm yeah, thinking, thinking about that. No oh, video in. He's chatting. I'm gonna get in the video just for just just because. Just for the bands. Yeah, just for the rant and the bands. So and then I was like, oh, it's you, and then it came up on my Instagram. Mm. Oh, oh, fantastic. I'm going to get Yeah, I said it. So, yeah, here we are. So, let me just get into it. So, tell me about kind of how um, World Changer really came about, kind of for you personally. Okay, me personally. Mm Well, World Changer Life has been my way of... uh, self-discovery I was I was just kind of having this discussion about uh with my friend about identity and how being born um in black Britain often you get a caught up in an identity crisis and 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 that identity crisis can often lead you down paths that are not necessarily uh for you or can or can have you feeling misguided in some way so, um, world changer, whilst on my path and, you know, trying to f- figure out, you know, who I am, what I'm trying to do with my life and who I want to be, um, a, a man called me a world changer. Uh, um, I, well, I, I spoke at an event and at the end of me speaking, he gave me a jumper that said world changer and he said, Michelamine is a world changer. And it was, it stuck with me so much that it's led to everything that you see today in terms of my brand and everything that I uh, build my life around. But it was a phrase that really encompassed the journey that I was on because I had reached a point where I was tired of the, the, the black boy narrative that um, everyone has to go, every one of us has to face. I was tired of the, the black person narrative, the worldview of black people, this kind of inferiority or pity narrative or you know that that I've got to come from a place you know of um you know where I'm seen as less than other people or I've got to go a specific route as a man as a black man or as a rapper as a as a you know what I'm saying like tired of the boxes and the labels and the categories and when the man called me a world changer it just it really gave power to all of these feelings that I was having and I was like that's exactly what I am I'm not here to do what no one else has done I'm not here to create like anyone else I'm here to literally make something new and that became the the uh I guess the the lighthouse in my darkness mm-hmm. which get which gave me a way to kind of uh um uh kind of encapsulate everything that I was feeling at the time and that's what sparked the brand that I now have and um the you know everything I do is with the intention of um changing people's perspectives um freeing people and helping people get to the core of themselves that's what everything I do is about whether it's the music the coaching or the cultural experiences um so yeah in a in a in a, in a nutshell that's kind of how it came about through my own I guess, mining of my own self, you know what I mean? Fantastic. So talk to me about um, the 
the the, the travel experiences that World Changer has focused on. Mm. And um, so last year, you guys went to South Africa as a collective. How many of you, how many people actually went on that, on that experience? Um, how many of you went on that experience? It was, I believe, it was about 12 people. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so... Um, Talk to me about how um, 2018 went in terms of that particular experience and then kind of talk more about uh, how previous previous journeys have been. Um, in terms of the, um, the, the experience to, to Africa? Yeah, South Africa. Or well, last yeah. year was South Africa. Yeah, last year was South Africa. So um, in general... That experience is wild, man. And I love, like, traveling is a big thing for me. I think traveling really helps people discover themselves. Reason being, experience will always expose you to new parts of yourself. So anytime you're challenged, you'll find out something new about yourself. And nothing challenges you more than traveling. Because you're literally thrown in the deep end of cultures, customs, traditions, ways of life that expose things in you. And so... You know, the mission to take um, black people in the diaspora to Africa and experience Africa is one of, you know, self-discovery, is one of enlightenment, is one of, you know, just opening them to new perspectives of life. And that's, it, it was just that, you know, the South African experience. For us, our experiences are really about bringing people together. So mm-hmm. we don't just focus on commercial tourism. You know, we, we are about linking people with locals. Like we want people, when you land, we want you to feel, we want you to give, to give you the living experience in the most safest and secure way possible. We don't want people hooked up in hotels and resorts with, with, build, with like barriers and high security and you don't feel safe to walk out. And stuff like that. We like you in the community, but in a in a space in the community that's that's um, that's um, that accommodates you, that's comfortable, that's yeah. relaxing, that's welcoming. You know, that makes you feel like you're a part of the community, but also that you're um, experiencing the best part of that community. So, so our so in in that sense, our experiences. Um, help people get a sense of what it's like to live in a space like that as opposed to as opposed to when you go on holiday you know you do you do luxury life for two weeks but you don't really know what it's like to be there do you get what I'm saying yes of course yeah so and because we set it up like that the experiences are phenomenal like friendships are made like bonds are created between the participants, but also the people that, the local people that get involved that, that we meet. Um, yeah, man, like lots of joy, tears, elation, you know, like discoveries, like minds are blown, you know, perspectives are shattered and rearranged and, you know, so many things um, take place. Um, Fantastic. I just want to, sorry to cut you, I just wanted to um, kind of uh, expand on what you mentioned around perspective, because mm. um, something I want to, I mentioned it in my um, initial message to, message to you about mm. um, the importance of 
importance of Village Link Up taking people from the diaspora mm-hmm. to experience Africa. And I kind of put in my own head, kind of experiencing Africa on their own terms. And I suppose it kind of yes. earlier about kind of the identity crisis that you yourself may have been a part of in your earlier life. And then mm. those that you see around you having a similar um, experience as well. So, so mm. um, just expand on that a little bit for me, because I think uh, obviously we, there are those of us who have their own kind of ignorant perceptions of what Africa is, mm. irrespective mm. of what mm. they may not be learning for themselves. Mm-hmm. I. I like the way that you kind of package the the experiences. So, so you put in things like, so I'm going to kind of expand on it for those who just don't know who I'm thinking yeah. is. So excuse me for stating the obvious, but obviously you're putting together a package. Um, it's a group, a group holiday, as it were. Um, there is sightseeing, there's um, local experiences, there's mm-hmm. a bit of kind of workout, yoga, exercise kind of stuff. There's mm-hmm. eating as, as a group just traveling as a group mm. and uh, there's also a little bit of a rave up a little bit of enjoyment of course I have to enjoy yeah man. <laughs> so, so I'm just painting the picture for those mm. who, who like myself are interested in coming for 2019 mm. so um, for us it's really about like when we put it together we, we we sit down me and my business partner Ola we sit down and we're like okay we want people to get a holistic experience, meaning we, we don't want to just do like uh, a thing that's dedicated to wellness only. We don't want to do thing that's dedicated to um, charity only. We don't want to do things that's like a party holiday only. We, wanna, we want people to be able to, like our slogan is Africa is everything. So when we bring you here, we take you to the rooftop penthouse uh most plush place and then we take you to the, the the villages where you know they eat what they grow and they have their own livestock do you get what i'm saying and then we take you to like we take you to now the urban experience where you know the young kids are like setting up their own markets and selling their own crafts and things that they've made and doing their own businesses and raving and partying and putting on their own performances and stuff we want you to have a holistic experience because we understand that um, for us, it's about introducing the diaspora to the motherland. And so the diaspora is made up of many different kinds of people. I myself, I like sitting out in nature. I climb trees and I like picking avocados. I picked some like half an hour ago with my boy. <laughs> yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So like, that's me though, but not everyone's into that. Do you get what I'm saying? Other people like chilling at a bar and, and drinking beer. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. You know? And for, for us, it's about giving people both kinds of experiences to let you know that Africa has it all. Do you get what I'm saying? Africa is a place to where your dreams live, where your leisure lives, where your business lives, where your family is, where your, you know, where your religion can be practiced, your spiritual, um, your spiritual ambitions can be practiced. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. we we put to kind of we our trips are kind of we want to in seven days we want to put together something comprehensive where you can go yeah wow I need to come back do you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. you feel me so 
Yeah, that's that's really why we set it up like that. Okay, so is the is the continent the the plan as a whole for the village link up, or are you focused more on um, kind of particular countries? And so, I mean, right now we're focused on Kenya. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the village link up itself is going to be an annual event. And the hope is, the plan is, is to make it the space the diaspora links up every year. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? So we want you to be able to come to the village link up in Kenya and you will meet people, not just from Kenya, but people from Uganda, people from South Africa, people from Nigeria, people from Ghana, people from Jamaica, people from, you know, Congo, you know, Parisians. Like, do you know what I'm saying? We want to make it that space where the diaspora can link up and have conversations, experience adventures together and, you know, just create spaces where you feel more of the, of a village, even when you leave. You're like, I know people all around the world. Now, like our last trip to Kenya, for example, was amazing in a, such a way that we had people from LA, New York, Atlanta, people from Ivory Coast, people from uh, Dominica Republic, people from uh, London, do you get what I'm saying? People from Nigeria who came and all of those people got to mix with locals from here and it's created bonds where people are like, yo, I'm going to Ivory Coast because I've got a friend there now or I'm coming back to Kenya because I've got a friend here now. Do you get what I mean? That's what it's about for us. We want to make you know, the diaspora a much more uh, connected thing. Okay. Yeah. So talk to me about the first time that you went to Africa. What was that like for you as Mikel? The first time I went to Africa? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. First time I went to Africa, I was 23. Okay. And I was I went on tour with uh, my friend Fuse. Um, he's an artist, Fuse ODG. Mm-hmm. And so it was his first tour. And so, you know, I just as boys, he was like, yo, come, just come through. And where did you go? What so the first, pl- the first country I stopped in was Congo. Okay. So I got, we went, I went in the thick, like that was like, bam, Congo straight away. And it was crazy because the, 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 the night that we got there, the day after we got there, there was a concert that was happening and it was it was it was fuse it was eve the rapper and i think someone else um but we stayed in this hotel that overlooked like the sea Uh right but but and there was a performance right that he did and it was like five thousand people in the crowd Wow. And the energy was so raw on that in that place. Because you know black people uh-huh. in general. You know how we are. So imagine just Africans in, who are just being themselves. The energy is so raw and they're shouting and they're singing in harmony in their language and in, in English. I after that concert. I got to my suite. My the, the, we stayed in the in the in the in the on the highest floor, and I looked out over the sea, 
and I started crying. Like, the kind of tears that you get when you've lost someone, someone, you know, someone's died, that mm-hmm. kind of tears, them kind of tears. I was crying to the point where I couldn't stand up. And the reason I was crying is because literally after that, after feeling that energy and then going to the, the rooftop of the hotel and looking out on the sea and actually having a moment of realization that, yo, I'm literally on the land that my ancestors were taken from. And I am standing here right now as their son who's returned. Do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it was a surreal moment for me because I felt that energy. And it was like, yo, I'm, I'm home. Like I'm actually here. Like it's crazy. And I was crying and, you know, my boys had to pick me up and hug me (laughs) and then leave me alone. Do you get what I'm saying? (laughs) Because it was that deep. Do you know what I'm saying? So that was my first experience in uh, Africa. And then That's an we, incredible we, experience. And we went from there to Rwanda, from Rwanda to Nigeria, Nigeria to Ghana, Ghana to Ethiopia. You know what I'm saying? It was, and that was like a good, you know, three to four week tour. You know, and so yeah, I got like a real crash course experience in the motherland. That's fantastic. And, and I haven't looked back since. I've been coming back since. That's fantastic. So I wanted to ask you, um, you have posted a, uh, a vlog. I, don't, I didn't make note of the date, I apologise. But I found it really interesting. And I guess it relates back to some of the stuff that you had mentioned in the early part of our conversation. So your vlog was called My African Shock Story. Mm-hmm. And you were, about, <laughs> you were talking about, you know, I've gone into the shop just to pick up a and then you were kind of on guard as you, as you quote unquote normally are when you're in London, for example. Mm. Um, well, I, I paraphrase that you were on guard and you had to pick mm. you up and you're like, oh, let me check myself and take my hoodie down. Let me not look away. And then it kind of dawned on you. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the shop looks like you. So nobody's mm-hmm. looking at you or no you. It, no one gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that experience was funny for me. Was because, uh, yeah, it was. Because that moment helped me realize that I am a, I'm the standard. I'm just human. I'm okay. not black anymore. When you're in Africa, you're not black. You're just human. And that is a feeling that I realize I've never had in my life. Mm-hmm. Of just who I am is who I say I am, not who people think I am. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? You get, the, you get the opportunity to present yourself the way you want. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, whereas, whereas uh, in, in the West, in, in London and certainly America and places like that, like you, you always, you always, you're always two steps behind where you want to be because there's already an assumption about you based on how you look. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Whereas in Africa, that's not so much the case. Certainly on a day-to-day experience. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And so yeah, that was that was a that was a moment for me. And I'm like, yo, that that alone is enough to make me just wanna live. 
in Africa, period. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know? So how does um obviously you've been in Africa for a little while or been experiencing Africa for a little while. How mm. does language um influence your artistry? Or how are you inspired by by the lang- different languages that you encounter? Um, well, I spend a lot. Of, I spend most of my time in Kenya, and so I've oh. learned so I've learned Swahili. Oh, fantastic! And, yeah, and so you know, like I'm working on my next album, and you know, there's definitely you know influences of what I'm seeing and experiencing here, like, and even some songs I'm using Swahili words, you know. Um, speaking Swahili in some of my raps, you know. Um, so yeah, definitely the environment is everything in that way. And language is beautiful. I always say to people like, it's real arrogant to go to someone's country and expect them to know English. Yeah, that's some that's some disrespectful. That's very ignorant stuff. It's that, and we but we do it all the time. Yeah, we do. And I hold and let, my hand. And let, and let, yeah, we do it all the time. And let me tell you how we do it so innocently as well, ignorantly. We do we. We can be as ignorant as as we see white people sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Meaning, we'll go up in, we'll be in someone's country, not know their language, and we'll say to them, sorry, I don't speak, and you'll say whatever. <laughs> I don't speak Zulu. I don't speak Swahili. I don't, instead, whereas the disrespect is this, you would never go Paris and say, I don't speak French. You will find the French word to say, yeah. um, je n'ai pas français, or whatever they say. Do you get know what I'm saying? There you go. I've got a French guy in front of me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you get what I'm saying? Like, you will say that. That's what you will say. You won't say, I don't speak French because they won't understand you. So it's the disrespect, you know, when we come to Africa and even other certain places, we're like, yo, I don't speak that language. No, you find a way to say uh, it, it in Swahili. Do you get what I'm saying? Even if, even because for me, it's like, it's about the effort. Even if you yeah. know, even if you know that they can speak English, saying, um, I don't understand Swahili, yeah, in Swahili is showing respect to the culture that you're, even if after that you just speak English with them, it, set, it sets a tone that I respect who you are and I'm not expecting you to meet me at my western standard because i'm because mm-hmm. i'm here it's, it's 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 real arrogant and i had to check myself on that years ago do you get what i'm saying yeah i get you you know so yeah it's important man so having mm. spent quite a bit of time in kenya where what, what is your favorite space there? what is your favorite place there in kenya mm-hmm. my favorite space like is Mombasa. Okay. Because that is just like paradise on steroids. <laughs> like, that's what, you know, Mombasa is wild. Like, like, when I think of like, when you think of paradise, here's the thing about Africa, yeah? Like, I'm into magic. Like, I'm into Disney and stuff, yeah? I'm a very big mm. Disney fan. Like, I'm into like, animation and cartoons and fairy tales and like that's me and the one thing I love about Africa is it's almost like the the blueprint for every fairy tale story because 
the things that you see in those cartoons are legit things that happen in this country. Like, for example, you know, in Disney's, you watch Disney films and you wonder how these animals are living with these humans and you see Snow White walking with birds on her shoulders and the deers are coming up to her and, you know, the lions are just standing there. Whatever it is, like, you're like, that ain't real. Like, you sit there and think that's fantasy when you come, you come Africa and you see that. Like, yo, this is how people are living. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, are, man are out here with elephants like it's nothing. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, people are like, you know, sitting, with, talking with animals or the way they live with, like, for me, I've grown a huge respect for animals just being here to, just to see how normal animals live with humans, for example. Like, they just got their own life. They do their own thing and, like, everyone respects each other kind of thing. Do you get what I mean? You know? And and for me, like, I love those things, you know? I love, like, to see balance, to see harmony, and to see, like, how, you know, there's an avocado tree, and I pick avocados, and so does the monkeys. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, and then the ones that fall on the floor that I don't want to eat, the dog will come and eat. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, for me, it's like, look at life just working out for everyone. <laughs> wow. Do you get what I'm saying? The ones that are too high for me to pick, the birds will come in and take those ones. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and I, That's a wonderful analogy and, sorry, um, visual. Yeah, but I'm saying it's like, for me, those things, like, to see how nat- the natural world works, as someone who's into nature, I love it. Do you get what I'm saying? And for me to live next to these kind of um, animals and still, you know, feel safe, secure, still feel like, you know, I can do what I want to do, but, and they still feel like, yo, I can live my life. You know, it's beautiful for me, for the kind of person I am. So Kenya itself is beautiful, but there's so many, I still, I'm still yet to explore like, you know, the out, out, outskirts of, of Kenya, man. There's so much, you know, there's Mount Kenya, which is like on the equator, but has ice at the top of it, which is wild. Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? And it's and spiritually, it's also a sacred space that you know in 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 the antiquity of Kenya, people would pray in the direction of Mount Kenya because it's that sacred. Do you get what I'm saying? You know. So these kind of stories, for example, like you look at Wakanda, and you know, again, these are stories taken from this land. Do you get what I'm saying? And people that like real stories, real myths that are not. Disney fairy tales, they're actual people's lives. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I mean. Like being in Africa is like, oh, the this the things you see in movies are are literal things that, you know, the stories I hear from about the way people lived, about, you know, things that have happened, um, magic. You know, like I'll tell you one magical thing that I experienced with my own eyes. Okay. And it's one of them things you wouldn't believe unless someone showed you. There's this hill in Kenya called Machakos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you reach a certain point of this hill, the gravity pulls you up. uh, Say that again. (laughs) Yeah. She said, say that again. I didn't hear that. She was like, I said, when you reach a certain part of this hill, the gravity pulls you up. Meaning, wow. you can put your car in neutral on the mm-hmm. hill and mm-hmm. your car will go up. 
And I've I've done it. I did it. It's not like, you know, like one of those Chinese whispers. No, I've done it. I was there. You sat in the, you sat in the car. The I car sat in, in the car, put it on neutral. Oh. In fact, we, you know how you know how Bosu we was. We got out the car and we let the car drive itself up the hill. Stop I'm being serious. Oh my god! And then and then like we poured water down the hill. They say the best time to go there is when it's raining because you'll see the rain will touch the rain will touch the ground and literally reverse itself back up the hill. So literally the water goes up. And I did it myself. I took a bottle of water, I poured it on the floor and I literally, you know, you throw it in the direction of downwards. <clears throat> the water spun backwards and went up. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. That's the thing you w- will look at in a movie and be like, oh my God, this is a, a mythical place that doesn't exist except for in someone's mind and Africa is actually that place of actual mystery real life magic real life you know um, enchantment you feel me yeah that is sacred I can't get that image out of my mind yeah and yeah and there's so much there's so much experiences that I've had like that you know, like there's a place I went camping, which we're going to be taking people this year okay. in, Decem- in December, where where you camp right next to a hippo lake. So at night you see hippos just walking past you. Wow. <laughs> and it's like, you know, everyone knows how dangerous hippos are. But just to be that close to hippos and be like. How close Say that again. Close, like how close? How close? I'm talking about the distance between your couch and your front door. Close. <laughs> never, <laughs> That's close. never that far, is it? I don't even know your house, but it's never that far. It's not that far. <laughs> oh wow. wow! And so, is that going to be? Is that like a a hippo reserve or? Um... It's not a reserve. They just live there. And here's the thing, yeah. Here's the thing, you know, like these things are just what happen. Uh, these things just occur naturally, but Europeans have just built fences around <clears throat> things that are already there and and just say, yeah, <laughs> this is a something park or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Whether they did that or not, it would be there. Do you get what I'm saying? So this is just hippos that live in a lake and you get to camp there. Do you get what I'm saying? It's kind of, it's kind of like that. That is fantastic. So I want to ask you a few more questions. I know you're busy, man. I don't want to keep you too long. Mm. Um, so kind of just going back to your experiences of traveling the continent on, on other occasions. Kind of what were, what were some of the, or where was a one place that you wish you'd gone to but didn't manage to get to? I mean, I'm not dead yet, so there's a lot of space. <laughs> yes, we know. I'm still alive and kicking, so there's a lot of places that I I wish to go to that I haven't gone to yet. Okay. That's not on my list. <laughs> no, um, no um, Ethiopia. I really want to go to Ethiopia because I touched Ethiopia. I literally went out, was there for like a night, but, you know, I didn't really... 
experience the country how I experienced it. Okay. Yeah. So I wanna I wanna really experience Ethiopia. Because it's really like an my friend lives there, it's really like an untouched place. Like they literally mm-hmm. like then there's they're still in twenty eleven, literally. Like their calendar is twenty eleven. They haven't their new year is in like April or something like that. And their Christmas is in September. No, the Christmas is in January, the New Year is in September. Do you get what I'm saying? So they're they're literally going into 2012 now, which is funny for me. I'm like, this is be interesting. Maybe this is the real 2012 that that, <laughs> that everyone's waiting for. But um, okay. but like, so Ethiopia is a, a space that I'm, a, an ancient space that I'd love to um, experience. Fantastic. So mm. what's been um, one of the biggest learning curves for you, kind of managing things around the village link up in particular? Oh, you mean in the business-wise? No, more the experience. Uh, What do you mean? So, outside of kind of business, just in terms of the actual experience, kind of what's been a big eye-opener for you? Oh, um, a big eye-opener for me is just absolutely realising... how selfish I am. Okay. How so? This business, doing this business and traveling Africa the way I have has showed me that I'm, I have, I'm very selfish and I think it's natural. <laughs> because like everywhere I go, yeah, in Africa, this, what runs through in my experience has been this spirit of, you know, in South Africa, they call it Ubuntu. This togetherness, this sense of I'm here to take care of you, or do you know what I'm saying? Or like, if you're in my space, then you know you're my responsibility. Or you know, this idea of like someone's always waiting to feed you, or to put you up, or to help you in some sort of way. Do you get what I'm saying? Which is not the narrative we hear about Africa, and also, um, it's it's also not the experience we have in somewhere like London where it's like every man for himself or your click is your click. Do you get what I'm saying? In London, you've got your click. That's who you, that's who you ride for. Everyone else can get stuff. Do you get what I'm saying? Whereas for me, like being a stranger, roaming Africa, like, you know, you know, a stranger in the sense that, you know, I, I don't necessarily belong anywhere specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, Seeing how people have embraced me and selflessly, you know, people just doing things for me sharing things with me, opening up spaces, environments, resources to me has made me go, shit, like, if this was on the other foot, I don't think it would have went down like that. Do you get what I'm saying? And yeah. so it's, it's made me look at myself like, yeah, man. It's made me become more like that. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. You know? And, um, yeah, it's made, helped me reflect a lot on myself fantastic mm-hmm. so 2019 we're just seven days in so 2019 what's in store for the village link up this year wow man um so we we, we the village link up this year we, we are our objective and our intention is to create 
environments where people just get to become more, more personal, more creative with each other. Do you get what I'm saying? Our yeah. mission, it doesn't matter what we're doing, whether we're, whether we're like riding a horse through Hell's Gate or we're drinking ciders in the, the, in the, in the town. Like, like for us, it's about creating spaces where people can make solid connections and friendships that change their life and the experience of their life. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what it's yeah. about. That's what it's really about. Um, Fantastic. So yeah, um, yeah, that's 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 what our plan is. And so we've got a, again, a multi-layered itinerary uh, uh, that's that reflects experiences that will challenge people in a way that's going to bring the best out of them. And so we're looking looking forward to that. Fab. And is that going to be different from 2018 or you're just building on 2018 as 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 different? Well, 2018, we was in South Africa, so immediately we're in a different country. Mm-hmm. But even the way we're doing things is different. <laughs> even the way we're doing things um, this year with the Village Link Up is going to be different. Last year, for example, our, our, our itinerary was fixed. So that meant that you booked the itinerary and, you know, you, 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 we took you to every single thing that we wanted you to, to do and experience, right? So this year is going to be more flexible in the sense that if you're just traveling, let's say you was on your way to Tanzania or Uganda or somewhere and you, you knew the village link up was happening, but you couldn't be there for the whole seven days and you just wanted to be there on the third and fourth day or something, you will have the ability to tap into it at the level that you want to. So so it can be something that you pay for, the complete package and get involved in like that. Or you say, I'm going to take part in this event and this event, and this is how I'm going to do that. So that's the difference, you know? It's not going to be so fixed, um, but it's going to be, um, you know, a lot for people to chew on. Fantastic. So where can people find you more details regarding the village link up and yeah so yeah so um our website wc-xp.com that's wc-xp.com has information Uh also our page at village link up on instagram um we're going to be releasing more and more information as the weeks progress um yeah and it's and That's people can book, people can book right now the the whole entire program, um, yeah. So, yeah. So the whole entire program includes accommodation, right? Yes, it includes accommodation, transfers, food, um, all experiences, parties and stuff. Yeah. That's great. So for yeah. somebody who's traveling solo, that's pretty ideal, right? Well, you know, funny enough, every trip that we've done, everyone travels solo. Okay. Which is interesting because you think most people would want to come with a friend, but it it just works out that a lot of people come by themselves because it's a it's it's a self kind of um, quest that people are on. P- people come. I know people book our trips to kind of because they want to. They want more. They want a meaningful experience. They want to 
it's very personal for them and everyone's got their own little reasons and that's what ends up being the thing that brings people together also. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's very ideal for people that are traveling solo or in groups as well. And this day, this year, we're looking to accommodate more and more people. So, yeah, we're just looking forward to it, man. And we're excited. Sounds great. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm coming. Hey. Actually, I wanted to travel to Africa. I was planning to go the end of last year and it just didn't materialize. Mm. And then like, I only ever travel by myself. Mm-hmm. So traveling by myself, obviously I spoke to the numerous African friends that I have mm-hmm. from different countries, but they're all giving me the, now nah, you can't go on your own. Now nah, you can't go on your own. I'm like, uh, are you coming? Nah, you can't. Exactly. So so then I came across this and I thought, this is perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Although I don't really do group dynamics. So mm-hmm. this Everyone's, really- everyone says that until they get on the trip. It's so funny. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, but I'm just looking at the feedback like that everyone gives. It's like, yeah, I don't usually travel in a group, but yeah, I said it. And, you know, <laughs> it's true. Like a lot of it, like a lot of it, even me, like I've never done a group experience until I did the group experience. Um. But I think what's beautiful about this is that, again, like I said, everyone's come with the notion that, yo, um, I want to have the best experience. I don't think a lot of people come selfishly on our experiences because it's not a holiday. Do you get what I'm saying? It's an experience. Like, I want to discover myself. I want to I want to connect deeper with my roots or roots that reflect um, where I'm coming from. Do you get what I'm saying? So because that's the general... Uh, thought in people's minds it becomes a village thing anyway because you you know the person next to you is going to go through the, it's kind of like you know when people go through their rites of passage you uh-huh. know that you're taking this to get you may not know the person next to you but you may know you know like a pilgrimage uh, that's yeah. the, uh, that's I'll compare it to that like when you know, when when um when Muslims go to Mecca you know it's that whole thing of I don't know none of you lot but I know you're a Muslim also and I know you're here for a sense of enlightenment you want to connect deeper you want to commune with people who feel the same way as you do do you get what I'm saying and -hmm. because of because that's at the core of you you end up just becoming more of a humble person a more giving person a more person who wants to share and help and does that make sense yes as opposed to this kind of yo serve me you know what I'm saying Like, (laughs) like you know you know, typical Western uh, mentality. Yeah, I mean, not just Western. I think it's human mentality at a certain level. Like we all get to that place where we're like, "Yo, just you know, you want to be spoiled or something." But you know, there's a time and a place, you know. And so yeah, so that's why I feel like our group dynamics really work. Um, and you know, me and my business partner are both entertainers. You know, I'm an artist. My business partner is a comedian. You know, mm-hmm. so th- those elements are very much evident in how we put together this trip, you know, in terms of, you know, making sure things are always fun, things are always uh, um, entertaining and people gel, you know what I'm saying? Fantastic. So people can find more details about the um, Village Link Up at wc-xp.com. Mm-hmm. 
and can find um, more info on your Instagram at Village Link Up. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, really, really happy to it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yes, so do I. That's Wishing dope, you a man. blessed 2019 and all the greatness that's going to come your way. Hey, thank you so much. Welcome. So, yeah, we've come to, excuse me, back to Belch, that's so rude. Excuse me, I just ate some veggie and meatballs and skate, sorry. Um, yeah, so we've come to the end of the show, I'm so sorry, I didn't belch like loud, you didn't hear it. I don't think you heard it anyway. So yeah, the episode's over, people, okay? Thank you so much for listening. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was obvious that I was, you know, man-crushing on today's guest. Like, how many times does one say, oh my God, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Oh my God, that's fantastic. <laughs> How many times did I say the word fantastic? Let me know on Instagram or DM me or um, send me a voice note on that anchor. <laughs> I refuse to count it. That was quite, um, it's quite embarrassing. But anyway, you know, I'm not embarrassed about the fact that I'm crushing on the man. No, I think he's a bit of all right, actually. So, yeah. Um, and he was my first male guest. So, you know. Like, oh my god, I'm excited. It's fantastic. <laughs> you can find the podcast and all episodes of the podcast. There's like about three episodes, by the way. I don't even say this earlier. Three episodes that have had over a hundred listens. That's fantastic. Cause last you hear me again. Last week I put a post up that the episode number one was at a hundred a hundred listens and that it's well over 100 now. So thanks so much. I'm just so touched. I really am touched, you know. I'm touched, I'm touched. I did get a comment the other day that someone's like, oh my God, you've lost your spark, Sharon. You know, you know, you're not as, you're as spunky as you usually are. You know what? I'm human. And yeah, that's just my answer. I'm human. I don't profess to be to be um, anything else. Well, that's a lie, actually. I do profess to be other things. But in the context of generalization, I am a human being. And um, yeah, in my humanness, sometimes I'm not always switched on like that. It's very, you know, it's not often that I'm switched off or I'm low, but um. Yeah, I'm not. I'm never really low, often or low for long. That's just not my. It's not my nature. But I'm a human being, isn't it? In it. So, uh, yeah, my desire is just to get back on the Roman flex. That's all. And since I've been off the Roman flex, I've just you know, my energy has changed somewhat. But anyway, you can find the podcast on all platforms where podcasts are available. This you know. And if you don't know and you're new to the podcast and someone just sent you a random link and said, yeah, you need to listen to this person, it's cool, or listen to this podcast, you're going to have a good time, 
thank you so much and thank your friend for me too so you can find the podcast on spotify on google google Podcasts, on apple podcasts and on anchor you can find it on um tune in on breaker on stitcher couple other places that I can't remember off the top of my head right now but you can find it everywhere Hotfoot Roams um send me a send me a send me a comment in the DMs let me know what you want to appear on Valentine's Day show yeah that and also um just let me know your comments your feedback your suggestions whatever whatever um you can find me on Insta and on Twitter at Hotfoot Roams, if you're a Tumblr user. I'm also on Hotfoot Roams there as well. I told you last week, I ain't talking about the blog. I ain't talking about it, but it's closer than close. Let's get close, closer than close. Close than you ever had a... Yeah, I love that song. Close, let's get close. Yes, close, close like that. So, um, yeah, join me next time for... um more travel talk and um yeah have a good week or good rest of week or good weekend or good night good morning good afternoon whatever time of day you're listening thank you so much and yeah we'll catch up next time yeah um yeah catch up next time You know when you hear this quote, people, show's over. Those who roam are not always lost. Keep roaming, people. Peace.